what's up, everybody? Hey, back for another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Manny Garavito going live once again on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. How are you? Thanks for coming out, everybody. Wow. We're back at it. A lot of you guys are asking, Manny, where you been? Well, I didn't have Wi-Fi for the past few days. There was a thunderclap during the long weekend, or as I like to call it, somebody working inside as a uh, homebody, a 72-hour lunch break. That was my Labor Day weekend. It felt like I took a really long lunch break because I had no Wi-Fi. Thunderclap outside Saturday morning. Bam! No Wi-Fi. Gone. And I got to admit, blessing in disguise. Have you guys lived without Wi-Fi for a while? Oh, you, did you know that you didn't need the internet to survive? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought if the internet ever got cut off for a prolonged period of time, we'd be screwed. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to send emails? How can I update my social media status? Well, I was still able to do that. Shout out to AT&T. More bars and more places. 72, all right, uh, Potter, Potteress Inc. Poderes Inc. says, 72-hour lunch break is my love language. Ooh, we got a romantic in the chat room today. All right, everybody. On this episode, I'm just going to jump right into it, man. I'm going to let you guys know what's going on in my life. What are some of the updates that have been happening in Manny Garavito's world? Well, not only did we get started on a Sunday night comedy show over at Tipsy Flamingo, which was an absolute success. We had over like 50 people inside of a lounge and all the comedians absolutely crushed it. Shout out to the Miami comedy scene for doing an amazing job this past Sunday uh, looking forward to the weekend already. I'm already counting down the days, even though there's still more comedy shows to go. Uh, what else is new? I recently announced that we're going to be doing a giveaway. A brand new raffle in Miami Comedy is $100 on any bar tab you'd like from any of our shows, whether it be the Red Bar, Sweet Caroline, Focal Brewery, Casa Tiki, Tripping Animals, uh, uh, Tipsy Flamingo. We're going to be giving out a bar tab at the end of the month. So if you guys want to join that, go to miamicomedy.com tab. T-A-B, to participate on the raffle. What else is new in my life? I'm going to go sober. You heard it here first. Oh, boy, here we go. We're going to go one year, a little more than one year, of pure alcoholic sobriety. No alcohol for over 365 days. Now, I know what a lot of you guys might be thinking, Manny, what happened? What did you do? <laughs> uh, nothing. I just want to... I just experiment with sobriety every once in a while to see and to remind myself the same way I realize that Wi-Fi isn't needed to survive is the same way I like realizing that I don't need alcohol in my life to have a good time. Now, will other people not have a good time with me being sober around them? Most likely. <laughs> I've been sober before. Uh, in case you guys don't know, since 2016, I did this thing Ever since my dad died, I decided to do a thing where I was like, I'm going to skip a year every year, every other year, and just go sober. Like 2016, I didn't drink. 2017, I drank. 2018, didn't drink. 2019, drank. 2020, did not drink. No, wait a second. I got to reverse. Oh, yeah, no. 2020, did not drink. 2021, drink. And then now 2022 is upon me, and I now have to embark this is going to be a lifelong journey uh, where I'm going to go one year party, one year sober. 
for all I know, this is probably prolonging my life, right? Because I'm having my drinking. Uh, Poderas Inc. says, I haven't drank in over two years. It's a competitive advantage. Ooh, shit. Not only is she a romantic, but also has a way with words. Indeed. Uh, one of the highlights of going sober for a prolonged period of time is that you do get ahead pro- productivity-wise. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, alcohol is a depressant. Thank you, Curse and Blessings. Alcohol is a depressant, and that's why when you wake up in the morning and you've, uh, you've already like downed all the alcohol, that's why you get hangovers, and that's why you feel anxiety, and that's why you feel down. I'm already at the point in my life when after I drink, I don't get anxiety anymore, but I do feel like I don't want to do nothing, right? Because when the anxiety kicks in, it's like, ah, oh, it's the hangover. I'm going to go eat a burger, right? And that's another competitive advantage to add to what Hodetas Inc. says. Another competitive advantage of not drinking alcohol is that your calorie count also goes down substantially because you've been there, guys. You had a couple of drinks, it's time to go home, of course, after waiting an hour or so. You, you get in your car and you're like, I'm going to stop at this Taco Bell and I'm going to fucking eat three combos. <laughs> Alcohol, for some reason, gives you an appetite that you don't necessarily need. And then you just start eating and then you overeat and then you wake up the next morning like, I shouldn't have eaten that. And there's, uh, you know, burger wrappers all over the floor with a French fry here and there, and it's just a mess, right? You've been there. That's what alcohol does to you. Go eat some stuff you're going to regret, and then you eat it, and then next thing you know, you regret it. Another competitive advantage is you get to understand what life is like when you're bored. Because one thing I've learned about drinking a lot of alcohol is that it makes the boring moments better. And one red flag is when you start drinking alone, oh, You're on your way to an AA meeting. If you start drinking alone, you're going to fuck up, all right? (laughs) Never drink alone unless you're doing something like, I don't know, writing a book, Hemingway style, right? Maybe a drink or something. But once you start drinking alone and you start getting blacked out drunk, no, you know what? Drinking alone is fine. Blacking out alone is the problem, right? Because you can enjoy a glass of wine during dinner. That's no big deal, right? Uh... What's up, Sessy Rome? What's up, Morgan? Person Blessing says, I took a seventh-month break, and it's a great feeling. I think I've inspired that, Person Blessings. Go ahead and let the people know that uh, I definitely inspired you to go sober. You didn't, you're not giving me props because we've known each other for over a year. You, know, you knew about my sobriety in 2020 last year, which, by the way, being sober during the pandemic is next-level discipline. All right? When you're bored at home and you can't even go out to do comedy, can't even go out to socialize and you don't drink, I really had to give myself props for that year. And I will say this, I was the most productive in 2020. Even though I was in my underwear for the majority of the time, walking around, sending emails, doing podcasts. I even did, if you go back to my archives and podcasting, I, I, there's some episodes where I'm in my pajamas. No, I had a seizure. That's what inspired me. <laughs> Wait a second. Alcoholic seizures are a thing, or is it because you're just trying to live a healthy life where you don't have any more seizures? And okay, whatever it is, I'm glad you survived. And I apologize that I took the credit for your sobriety. 
but you inspire my comedy, Manny. Oh, I have a feeling that you're going to, you're going to say something right after that. <laughs> That's going to be very insulting, but I'm going to say thank you for that. That's very kind of you, Walter. Alcoholic seizures are absolutely a thing. Are they? Yo, what kind of alcohol are you guys drinking? That sounds like something moonshine will do to you. Let's look. Let's see. Let's find out. Alcoholic seizures. Alcoholic as a seizure trigger. Epilepsy Foundation. Well, wait a second. Do you have epilepsy? Walter, is that the problem? In small amounts, alcohol does not cause seizures. A drink or two now and then does not increase seizure activity. When alcohol is related to seizures, it is often the state of alcohol withdrawal that causes the seizures, not the drinking itself. Yo, Walter, (laughs) you try to take a break and then you got a seizure. Is that what happened? It's a symptom of physical withdrawal. Yeah, you nailed it, Hoderis Inc. Uh, Some studies have shown that alcoholism or chronic abuse of alcohol is linked with the development of epilepsy in some people. Research indicates that adults with epilepsy have one or two alcoholic drinks a day without worsening their seizures or causing changes in the blood levels of their seizure medications. We haven't found a reason for my episode, but was told I should take a break. Good call. I applaud that. Good call, Walter. I didn't even know this was a thing. Wow. Uh, Yeah, be careful, guys. I mean, the worst that ever happened to me with alcohol is I got a muscle cramp at the middle of the night. That's it. (laughs) I woke up like, ah, shit. I mean, I shook like it was a seizure. (laughs) Ah! Right when you try to shake off a cramp. Ah! (laughs) And then I go online and it turns out it's because your your muscles are dehydrated from too much drinking. Has that ever happened to you when the back of your calf or thigh starts really like cramping up and it's like a really painful jolt in the middle of the night? I've had that, right? Um, one thing that does suck about going sober from my, my previous uh, years of experimenting with sobriety is that when I already talked about the pros, the cons are your dating life kind of dips a little bit. But then again, you don't have to waste your time with these hoes. You know what I'm saying? Eh? Eh? <laughs> yeah, your, your dating life dips because for some reason a girl thinks that something is wrong if you're not drinking. Oh, you're not drinking. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get drunk around you, buddy. (laughs) They always assume the worst. That or you go to a nightclub and then you become like the downer. You know what I mean? Like everybody's there like vibing. Everybody's drinking. And then you're just there just pouring yourself a cup of cranberry from the from the, the, the bucket. Yo, man, you ain't putting any vodka in that. No, man, I'm sober. Oh, no, Manny, come on, man. Don't come in here with those vibes, bro. Don't be all responsible around us. They don't want you around. You're killing the vibe, man. Why aren't you acting a fool like all of us? (laughs) You know what it is? Being stone sober has a certain kind of vibe that people don't like. That's one thing I've learned as well. Like you try to dance with a girl sober, it's it's creep. It it creeps them out. Oh, my God, this this man is responsible. You're going to remember this. No fucking way I'm dancing with you. <laughs> they want to only dance with you if, if you're going to forget about it. If it's all a blur, they'll dance with you. But if you, you're like, oh, this girl's very pretty. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy is being responsible tonight. The nerve. Can you believe it? 
I'm here buzzing, enjoying myself, and this man, nine to five responsibility guy, <laughs> that's gonna wake up feeling refreshed, is trying to dance with me. So your dating life does take a dip, unfortunately. Let's see. Kirsten Blessing says, uh, I was thinking about the new jokes, uh, too hard and brain stopped. Oof, that's a rough one. Duet Boomer, I'm a big fan. Hey, what's up, man? Everybody go check out the Duet Boomer and his impeccable taste buds. Mike Dabba says, I have the best time when I'm drunk. Okay, don't rub it in, buddy. Everyone around me doesn't. <laughs> it's in reverse for Mike Dabba. Uh, Miami peer pressure is real when it comes to alcohol and cafecito. Yeah, that's, that's another one. Peer pressure is very real. I mean, uh, whenever I do my uh, sober years, my alcoholic friends, especially those that are in hospitality, start lining up the shots. When you did, they know you're trying to go sober and they'll hand you a shot thinking that you're going to break, right? So it takes extra responsibility when you're surrounded by alcoholism. You got the shot right there. There's pretty girls in the group. You know you can't talk to them while you're sober, right? Because then they start freaking out for no reason. <laughs> I have dreams, baby. I don't care. I don't care about your productivity. I want to make mistakes, okay? <laughs> oh, man. ¿Para qué me invitas si sabes que me pongo? Sober edition. <laughs> I've seen that video of the Mexican guy. Totally. All right, guys. Halfway point. Let's get to the reads real quick, and then we'll, we'll continue. This show is sponsored by Ellie Venus, ladies and gentlemen, is, who is a health insurance agent and a subject matter expert in the world of health insurance. So use him as a resource. If you have questions, he has answers. The people he helps the most are those who do not have health insurance because they believe it to be unaffordable. And those who do have health insurance and are complaining about how much it costs. He can help anyone, anywhere with anything regarding their health insurance. So call him today, 305-335-3944, or you can email him, L-U-V-N-A-S, E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. All right, guys, moving forward. Um, whenever I go clubbing and I'm sober, a lot of my friends, uh, they kind of like don't want me there. And that's, that's a normal way to do it, right? You don't want anybody that's going to make you feel uh, remorse for what's about to happen. But one of the best things about sobriety, not only do you lose weight, because I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but beer carries a lot of calories, a lot of calories. Um, not only are your mornings more productive because you're like refreshed, not only are you trying to fill in all the times that you don't go out you keep a lot of money in your pocket. You don't waste your time uh, chasing girls. You're no longer part of that life. So it becomes like you're a monk all of a sudden. Like you're just far away, sober. People don't want to be around you because you're not partying with them. And then because of this sobriety, this whole new level of, I don't know like how to explain it, but the best years of my life, uh, financially, spiritually, mentally and physically have been through sobriety unfortunately though we're human and we want temptation you know we, we we seek it we want novelty we want excitement we want hey what's the next best thing right so you know unfortunately i always backslide when the year is over it's like all right now it's time to go back out in the world and party 
and then you know you got a whole blurry year oh yeah the year also lasts way longer 365 days sober feels like two years uh 365 days uh drunk feels like six months so it's either you double it with sobriety or you have it by going out and partying yolo baby you got to go hard go hard or go home um yeah so there's there's a lot of aspects to it all but let me see how many times have i done it 2016 2018 2020 16 no 2016 2018 2020 yeah three i've done it three times and i gotta admit those three years were some of the most uh memorable years of my life because of all the uh all the great decisions that i've made uh what's up gabriel what's up cat catty dixon time flies by when you can't remember absolutely um so what I like doing, and I did this last year, is I like getting started with my sobriety in September. So in 2020, I started drinking in September, but in 2019, I stopped drinking in September. So the reason why September is an important year to get started with my sobriety is because I need that ramp. I need to get on some sort of ramp so that I can then, when the year comes around, so it's September, October, November, December, and then the year starts. So yeah, that's why. So it takes, from what I've learned, it takes me four months to no longer crave it. Because the first month is, is rough. The second month is rough. The third month, you kind of like, I'm almost there. Like, if you really think about it, like I'm a quarter, I'm a quarter in. And then the fourth month is when it feels like, you know what, I don't really need it right now. And then I remember from the fifth month on, I'm just coasting with sobriety. Like, oh, this is easy. Because the first and second month when I experiment with sobriety, people like order beers around me or they order like a cocktail. And when it's really hot outside or, uh, you know, the party is like getting started, you know, that whole thing. And you're just like, man, a beer would be amazing right now. You know, it's also you got to be you got to watch out for triggers. Like another thing that triggers uh, me wanting to drink a beer is whenever I go out and I start grilling or when people invite me to grill or when I when I'm around a pool. Whenever, whenever I'm around water, sunshine, or grilling, something inside of me, I don't know what it is, maybe my inner redneck just starts coming out. It's like, I need a light beer, just a light beer, please. You go all you're looking at a white claw. I don't like white claw, but it's so refreshing to know that it's cold, it's got alcohol in it, and it's going to make my day better. <laughs> so on the fourth month, after that is when I start feeling uh, like I don't need it. And then you can, once you get over the hump of number four, for me, it's way easier after that. Kodera Singh says, I disagree. If I can't stand someone sober, the fuck I want to be dating them for. Oh, hey, good point. But not, not a lot of people think like that. Koderas, Koderas Inc. You're a very particular one because, I mean, I could tell by your profile. But especially here in Miami, which you moved away from, right? <laughs> here in Miami, a lot of people go with their gut. <laughs> Whatever feels good is the right thing, that kind of mentality. So uh, if they feel like, you know, they're going to do fucked up stuff, but you're not, they, they don't want to be around that, man. They want to be around party people. I mean, look at, our, look at the people that Miami 
represents like Rick Ross, uh, every reggaeton artist, pretty much Drake, uh, Pitbull, like all these people say, go out, go hard, YOLO, dale madera. <laughs> so when you show up and you're like, uh, guys, I'm being sober, ah, get, get out of here. You're ruining the vibe, man. So it's a, it's a little more difficult, you know. Um, but it, in 2020 was the best year of my sobriety because when everybody was indoors freaking out, I kind of kept my cool, man, because I could imagine the kind of depression that would come after nights of drinking during a lockdown in a pandemic, right? I didn't have any anxiety at all. I, rem- I will never forget. I will never, ever forget all you crazy people out there that as soon as the pandemic started, you went online and you started arguing with yourself. And people were arguing, writing stories, posting bogus videos and articles. I know who you are. I'll never forget the things you said in my timeline when you were freaking out. And you know who I blame? I blame alcohol. I think you guys got drunk. You guys read something and you went on an alcoholic rant and nobody can tell you to go home. That's one thing about ranting on the internet. Nobody can tell you to go home. They can just be like, dude, are you drinking? Well, his spelling is impeccable. He surely he's, he's sober. You know, I know who you are. Yeah. I'll never forget the people that went crazy during the pandemic, man. Just, uh, and they go, they would go live or they would record a video on their stories and they're just yelling at somebody arguing with themselves. Right. They're like, Hey, I wonder how, uh, how's Tony doing. And then you go on his live stream. Tony's like, yo, the government is trying, smoking a cigar and shit. Yo, the government is fucking everything up. And, you know, and, <laughs> like this, who's this guy talking to, man? The doctors are lying to us. Fauci knows nothing. It's over. I never forget some people were actually saying that, like, martial law was coming down. Uh, people, people posted a video of tanks, like, going through, like, a railway. And then they were like, it's over, guys. Martial law is coming down. Why? Because there's a, there's a virus? What are tanks going to do against the virus? <laughs> like, people started like, bro, fear, hate, all that stuff really started spreading. And I blame alcohol. You guys were home alone, bored, scared to death, and you tried dr- drowning it with alcohol. And then you go online and you start posting a bunch of crazy stuff and me sober, looking at it, reading it, watching it. And then now that you realize that none of that crazy stuff that you were ranting about is happening, you then go back, try and delete it, acting like you weren't that kind of crazy. You're that kind of crazy. Some people actually had the balls not to delete it because they want to double down, right? And then what ends up happening? Their children are going to go back in daddy's timeline in 2020 and they're going to see your wild rant and they're going to be like, yo, I'll never see dad the same again. That is crazy. Yeah. You know, dad with the family photos, happy birthday, right? Hey, I'm a grandpa now. Right. And then your grandkids go into your timeline. And then now the grandpa in the photos is some crazy guy wearing a tinfoil hat in their heads because of that one rant <laughs> that you did in 2020. You're ruining your image. I remember the tanks video. Yeah, you remember that, Walter? People were sharing that. 
Uh, what's up, uh, Armani Jones? What's up, man? Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I got to go. I got to go work. Where am I going? Well, tonight we've got Sweet Caroline Bar over in Brickell. I'm going to go do a show with some fellow comedians. If you guys want to swing by, if you're in the area, please do. Uh, tomorrow, I have two shows. We're going to be at Focal Brewery at 8 o'clock up north in Miami. And then south in Miami, we're going to be at Casa Tiki, which, by the way, <laughs> Casa Tiki has announced that uh, ladies drink free 8 to 9. So if you ladies want to show up and get into a nice little happy hour and go on a rant <laughs> and, you know, reject me for being sober, uh, come by tomorrow, Casa Tiki, 8 o'clock. I'll be there. I'll be there at 8. I'll swing by and be like, hey, yo, what up, ma? What are you drinking? Tequila. You want to buy me a drink? Oh, no, no, I don't drink. Leave you alone. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm going to come around. I'm going to, I'm a compound Pellegrino. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go for some Pellegrino. Poderas Inc. For show. All right, guys. Uh, once again, don't forget, we've got a raffle going on. We're going to give away a hundred dollar bar tab. And you know what, what perfect timing than to give away a hundred dollar bar tab when I'm getting started with sobriety. Isn't that crazy? The timing of the universe is just impeccable. Well done universe. I didn't even, I didn't even put two and two together until now. $100 bar tab will be given out to our show, to any one of our shows. All you got to do is go to miamicomedy.com slash tab. Or if you go on Instagram, it's on the link in bio. And uh, yeah, that's my $100 bar tab that I won't be using since I'm not drinking for a whole year. You get my, as a matter of fact, I should call it that. Get Manny's bar tab during his sobriety. <laughs> Sign up to the newsletter. Once again, miamicomedy.com slash tab. All right, guys, that's it for today. I'll see you next time. Have a great night, everybody.